That was begins right now. Joining me now is Keith Baldry, Global BC's Legislative Bureau Chief. How are you doing, Keith? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Lots to talk about. And generally, we talk about stuff that's occurred earlier in the week, but let's talk about uh, one of the main stories of today, and that, of course, is the BC government uh, announcing three major steps to protect children from online threats, including restricting cell phone use in schools. They said they want to set up a service to remove photos from the internet and pursue predators, and they want to create legislation to hold social media companies accountable for harms uh, they have caused. Let's shoot to focus on the issue number one. That, of course, is the idea of restricting cell phone use in schools. Uh, a lot of parents and, and folks that even in the first hour that we talked to have been saying they like the idea, but schools already kind of have a policy. They're just not, you know, going after some of this stuff. Like they're not telling students, keep those cell phones out of the out of the classroom. It depends what school district you're talking about. Some school districts have moved rather aggressively. Some have not. So it's sort of a checkerboard around the province mm-hmm. of, uh, of these rules. So now it's going to be mandated uh, to uh, ban cell phones from, from classrooms with some exceptions. Uh, David Evey making an announcement this morning, but he made it clear there are going to be some exceptions. Some special needs kids may require um, uh, a cell phone use, So, but that's going to be very small in number. I think most parents are going to welcome this idea, although some parents want to keep constant contact with their kids. Uh, so there, be, there may be some pushback on that. It doesn't start till the next school year. And again, there's going to have to be a lot of consultation with parents and teachers and school administrators between now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, let's listen to uh, a comment here, because one of the things uh, the Premier announced today is that they want to create legislation to hold social media companies accountable for harms they have caused as well. Um, one of the folks joining uh, the Premier and Nikki Sharma, the Attorney General, and Rajna Singh, the Education Minister, was uh, Ryan parents Ryan Cleland and Nicholas Smith. Their 12-year-old son, Carson, died by suicide after falling uh, prey to online sextortion. Take a listen to Ryan Cleland here, Carson's father. Carson panicked. Right then he made a snap decision and tried to take his own life. My wife, Nicola, came home and found him hanging by a thread on the floor. She called 911 and he hung on for hours At around 20 after 1, October 13th, we had to make the worst decision any parent has ever had to make. And we had to take Carson off life support. Keith, I mean, this incredible testimony today, incredible comments from uh, Ryan Cleland and Nicholas Smith, uh, really once again bringing home the impact this online world uh, has on some of our children. It's not a, 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 a school uh, environment that you and I grew up in, but when I hear, uh, in this case, uh, Mr. Cleland speak, it's a reminder that we've got a lot more to do when it comes to protecting kids and this online world. Oh, for sure. Um, many people are just brand new at this experience. It's uh, We've had troubling case, Amanda Todd, of course, um, so it's interesting. We asked the premier, okay, it's one thing to say you're going to sue social media, but how do you actually do this? And he mm-hmm. compared it to similar moves by this government and others to go after the tobacco industry and opioid manufacturers with some success in some instances. The U.S. Congress has been going after Facebook for a number of years now without success. Uh, these social media companies have very, very, very deep pockets. 
and they can withstand uh, a significant legal challenge. So we'll see. The bill is going to be brought to the House uh, in the spring session, which begins in mid-February, and we'll see how it plays out over years. I mean, it took a long time for the tobacco legislation to have an impact, um, but eventually it did. Uh, and old trade manufacturers have been successfully sued, um, notably Purdue, down in the United States. So uh, it'll be groundbreaking legislation, I think, for Canada, but uh, we'll see how successful it proves to be uh, in the court system. Also, on Monday, uh, launching a new website, which will expedite the ability to eliminate explicit images of people on the Internet. Um, uh, Nikki Sharma unveiling that, saying she's going to have more details next week. Uh, you know, what I, these, these uh, social media firms, and even the 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 search uh, search uh, uh, companies as well, like Google, you know, their core argument is we're just the dumb pipes, we're the distribution network, we're not responsible for this stuff, and that's been always the challenge. Well, it's it's their, the algorithms that they put in their site, which drives people just creates this this circle of, yes. of things that people are suddenly uh, presented with. So they do play a role in determining what you're looking at on your social media account. I mean, just anybody, you go to Google a few things of one topic and see if it show how long it, before it shows up in your Facebook feed. I mean, these social media companies are linked in that way, and that's where I think the legislation is going to be aimed at. All right, well, let's move to another issue, and that, of course, is Chief Coroner Lisa LaPointe uh, holding a press conference the other day. Uh, and what is quite uh, eye-raising in the sense that, you know, she's talking about, number one, the amount of people that have died and continue to die because of uh, our toxic drugs, uh, talked about uh, decriminalization and safe supply. But I wouldn't say maybe it's taking a shot, but certainly aimed um, her guns at some political leaders who she feels um, uh, are, are, are going after not just her, but those who are talking about a safe supply. Walk me through this, because I understand you went to the press conference. Yeah, so this is Lisa LaFoyne's farewell news conference. She's retiring. Um, she's going to be doing media uh, appearances now and then. I think she's done a great job as a coroner, but she made it clear in her last news conference, and she's sort of been hinting at this, but she was much stronger uh, on her news conference this week, which was you know the monthly re- report about deaths due to opioid uh, overdoses, that... She thinks politicians are not being, in her words, brave enough, that they've got to start risking their political capital to make the moves uh, that she thinks are required, or uh, alternatively, allow health professionals to run, to govern the, the, and make the decisions regarding this public health crisis when it comes to opioid drugs. Similar is, of course, public health officials really called the shots and set the rules during the COVID, the height of the COVID pandemic in B.C., not everywhere, but certainly in British Columbia. And so it seems to be suggesting a similar approach should be used. In, in that regard, she wants uh, a great expansion of non-prescribed toxic or, or drugs um, and guaranteed to try to make the supply safer for people. But no politician, including Premier David Eby, made it, who made it clear this week, he has no intention of bringing in... Uh, such a situation, knowing it would not be popular, likely with the rest of the population. Yeah, and I I understand where she's coming from, but ultimately elected officials have to be accountable to the public and they have to read the room. Uh, Here's Ms. LaPointe uh, uh, saying uh, that using drugs in public uh, is uncomfortable, but questions whether it's actually any risk to uh, to her or any member of the public personally. Take a listen. Seeing somebody use drugs in public is not comfortable. Um... But is that a risk to me? Is my safety at risk because I see that? Uh, one would argue if you're at a playground or even just walking out and about, it is a danger, or at least very, very much if you're walking out and about, you're not going to feel comfortable. Not everybody, well, but people feel uncomfortable. 
there's physical uncomfortableness and there's also psychological. Yes. And I think that's more of a concern for people. Yes, you know, someone 30 feet from you who's using a needle is not going to necessarily uh, hurt you, but psychologically it might have an impact on you or young people and kids that may be in your uh, accompaniment. So, again, she's advocating an approach that, on the one hand, may actually um, work when it comes to reducing the amount of deaths or tragic circumstances. On the other hand, it is out of step, I think, with public opinion. And that's the, the balancing act politicians have to walk here as well. I mean, Kevin Falcon, um, before that report was even made public, came out with a statement saying that the whole decriminalization has to be walked back, just get rid of it and go back to basically uh, more in- emphasis on treatment and enforcement. Uh, that approach hasn't worked either, but nevertheless, you've got politicians uh, not in the same universe as what Lisa Lapointe is advocating. And I'm not sure she's actually ever going to be successful or her successor if they adopt the same call of the ability to convince governments of the day to adopt a no-holds-barred drug policy, I think, are not very good.